and welcome to a, another new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Talking to you right now, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff, and with me, as always, the co-host, Evan Leapack and Evan, we just wrapped up um, maybe one of the best weeks on the high school sports calendar, boys basketball sectional week, and uh, it's a very special, your first uh, taste of the true Hoosier hysteria uh, mm-hmm. this past week, sort and, of, and you of. got, you got you know, 50% crowd capacities for it too, which, you know, uh, I thought West Noble AD, Tom Skimmerhorn said it great on Friday, he's like, if you had told me two months ago that these would be the crowds you would have for sectionals, I don't think I would have believed you, so it was pretty cool, and it, it felt like Hoosier hysteria for the first time, you know, all year, really, so... I enjoyed the atmospheres for sure. Obviously, it wasn't the same as it would be in a normal year, but it was nice to have as many people as we did in the crowds to make it feel like a real postseason experience wherever I went. You know, whether it was at Northside Gym, had a lot of people there, and at West Noble as well, especially that sectional championship. That was really impressive, I thought, with the crowd. So Yeah. We'll get back to the basketball here in a little bit, uh, but first got to talk about some, some breaking news that we had Monday afternoon. Um uh, Mark Hofer, the Fairfield Athletic Director, uh, will be retiring from his role at the end of this school year. Uh, he turns 59 next week, so happy early birthday, Mark. And uh, he has been the Athletic Director at the school since 1997. He was a 1980 graduate of the school. Uh, he was second team All-State as an offensive tackle on the football team, made semi-state wrestling uh, tournament senior year, and he was a valedictorian. So he did you really look, dug deep for these. Uh, uh, these are these are facts. things he just told me when I interviewed him uh, a couple true. hours ago. I so, forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it or not, I talked to Mark Hofer before. <laughs> There's a story up online already. Go shitnews.com about him retiring, and these are things he just rattled off to me. Uh, so I'm not like an expert on Mark Hofer info. He just told me these things, so it's fresh in my brain. Um, but then he went on to Valparaiso University. Uh, got his degree there, went to got his master's at, then it was called Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne, now it's just Purdue Fort Wayne, so Indiana, IU dropped out of it, um, for whatever reason, we don't know, um, and then he eventually worked his way over to Northridge High School, was a math teacher, became the varsity head coach in wrestling, led them to their first sectional championship ever, and then also girls track, led them to their first regional championship, uh, both in 1994. Uh, and then, obviously, he moved over to Fairfield, became the athletic director in 97, uh, replaced Barry Younghands, actually, who is the current Goshen High School principal. So, it's a fun little fact. And, uh, you know, Hofer has served in that role uh, ever since. So, uh, you know, congratulations to him on the retirement. I know he had mentioned uh, to me when we were talking about how uh, his battle with COVID-19 in the fall was quote, 50% of the reason why he is stepping away. Uh, he had thought about it, he said, for a year, couple years. And, you know, he you weren't here for this yet, obviously, Evan, but he, he got COVID really bad and had to be taken to the hospital, had blood clots, and put, I think doctors said he had a heart attack uh, because of it. The virus just affected his body so badly. Um, and, you know, Mark, I like Mark. He's a great guy, but he's not in the best of shape, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think that also probably led to some more complications. Uh, and he still said he's still in, he is still feeling some lingering effects uh, of COVID. He still has to walk with the cane. Uh, he didn't have a cane before this, and now he's still walking with the cane even today. Um, so he was going to retire pretty soon, but COVID kind of expedited the yeah. process. I think the COVID scare was probably like the 
true, like, okay, like, this has to be it. So, um, and he still has two children at the, at the high school, uh, uh, Alex and Dominic. Uh, Alex is fifth uh, freshman and Dominic's an eighth grader. So he's going to be at a bunch of games. Like, they play sports. They're both three-sport athletes, I think he said. So he's going to be at the school, you know, still going to games, being a fan and things like that. But he just won't be the athletic director anymore. So um, 24 years at the school, uh, not including his actual time as a student at the high school. Uh, They have won uh, regional championships and I think, half the sports they offer, which is impressive. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't – you know, they've – Amazing. They've been a great volleyball program for, you know, going on 15, 20 years. Girls tennis has become a really strong program there as well. Uh, girls basketball won a regional in 2018. Boys basketball in 07. Baseball or boys basketball in, in 2010. Baseball in 07, I believe. I, I should have written those down before I came in to record this. Get those mixed up. Boys, yeah. boys tennis has won four regionals as well. Uh, all the right numbers are in my story online, goshenews.com. And uh, we'll be in the Wednesday paper. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm right. I know I'm right on my story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed my time with Mark. He's always been super helpful for us. Um, definitely cares about the kids. So uh, I'm happy for him uh, in his retirement. And that he'll be able to experience some things as, you know, just dad, you know, instead of having to be athletic director. I would say it's well-deserved after almost 25 years. Yeah, so. he definitely has earned it. So, and... Uh, you know, you don't realize sometimes the crazy hours that they work until he, until you talk to them about it. Like he mentioned how there'll be some nights on football Fridays where he comes in at 7.15 a.m. and does not leave till after 1 a.m. So like that's a it's grind. Know, it's a 17, 18 hour day. Like that's crazy. Um, so they don't, you know, I, I always think my job, our jobs are kind of stressful and like weird hours and long nights, but they have really long nights and they have to be there during the day, like mm-hmm. as a school administrator. So like we can sleep in till noon and be fine. Most more days than not, you know, Usually. they, That's they have to wake up by 7am to get to school by seven thirty or eight, you know? So, uh, it's just interesting. So, and again, congrats again to Mark. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him at games and, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know who they're going to replace as AD, uh, I know Tim Fritz is there as the assistant athletic director. Uh, I don't know if they are planning on promoting him or not. Obviously, we'll see. You know, they have time, you know, to figure this out. They'll probably start the hiring process soon, I would believe. They didn't really mention anything about that in their press release Monday night. But I guess we'll see. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk basketball. Uh, unfortunately, Fairfield basketball, boys basketball, not that great uh, this year, unfortunately. Uh Went two and eighteen, so they're, they're on the come up. Mm, they, Watch out for they them in the future. They can't get much lower, to be <laughs> honest. Um, so they're they're looking for a new head coach. So uh, they they ended their season uh, in two A sectional thirty five against Eastside. So uh, let's let's go through some of the sectionals where we didn't get winners, and then we'll talk about obviously the three A one where we had Northwood win a sectional championship. But let's start with four A sectional four. Uh, you know, maybe one of the upsets uh, on paper an upset, but Penn was playing well at the time, so it's not a total upset. But uh, Northridge lost to the Kingsman Friday night. You were there, Evan. Uh, tough way for that senior group for the Raiders to go out after such a great career there. Yeah, I felt terrible for him, honestly. Sam Smith and both Stoltzfuses. I mean, 
you could tell after the game that they're hurting. I mean, they came back wanting to have a good showing in the sectional after winning the sectional last year and not getting to play in the regional because of COVID. So, I mean, obviously they felt like they had unfinished business and then to come out like that and have a performance they wish they could get back obviously is terrible for them. But, yeah, it just seems like, like you said, Penn was playing really well. They showcased that really, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, they're really athletic. And I really think they're just a bad matchup for Northridge because they did get a good job against Northridge in the regular season, but Northridge just shot the lights out of the ball, scored 72 points against right. them. This game was different. They they hounded them all game on the three-point line, got physical with them. Northridge only made two threes in the first half, and they made five for the game. And that's that's not yeah. a formula for them to win. They've made 23 in a game before, yeah. so that's a pretty so, low number for them. Yeah, That's not the formula for Northridge to win games. So when you're only scoring 40 points, I mean, they played well defensively. Scott Radiker said that after the game. He was happy with the way they played defensively. But offensively, they just didn't obviously have enough. 40 points isn't going to do it. So, mm-hmm. And you only get eight points from Carter Stoltzfus. That's not gonna. That's yeah. not gonna win games either. So yeah. it's a tough way. They're the Stolfus twins, Carter and Clay. Man, they had. I would assume. I mean, they're very successful careers, but I, I'm assuming this last year has to be very uh, strange for them because they both played boys boy soccer soccer for them as well. And so in 2018 and in 2019, like so 2019, 20 basketball seasons too. Like soccer and basketball, they both won sectional championships like their sophomore and junior years in both sports made the regional final twice in soccer uh lost in the regional final this year they both years coming in for soccer and basketball they came in with a lot of expectations soccer team had like 15 seniors on the roster it was crazy and they get they lose in the sectional semifinal in soccer to Elkhart and they lost in the sectional semifinal to Penn they won one total postseason game uh you know, in the in their senior seasons, which, you know, on paper had a lot of they had a lot of expectations. It could have made runs. So that soccer team could have made a run, you know, mm-hmm. potentially to the state final. It's a they were a talented team. They just got upset by Elkhart, you know, and then basketball they they get upset by Penn. So I wonder what the uh, like when they look back at it, like what are their emotions of that? Because you know they had such great careers, and you can't take anything away from what they've done over on as a whole. But that last year, I think it's going to be a little unfulfilling almost of just like what if you know if mm-hmm. we had just played better or made one more shot or you know made the pass to tie the game or whatever in, in basketball or soccer like so it's really interesting they had an interesting careers and successful but the ending was a little disappointing I think and they would probably admit that too so of course you just just goes to show you never know with basketball because Northridge mm-hmm. was playing the best out of any team in the area really yeah. with the, their that, 18 that we cover, at least yeah, for sure that's what I'm saying. Yeah. and you know they were on a big winning streak, and they come in and just lose one and done in the sectional. It's tough. Right. But I do give them credit because they fought within one point there at the end with, with mm-hmm. less than a minute to go, had a shot at it to uh, to maybe take the lead, get a stop, take the lead. But uh, it wasn't wasn't meant to be. So Yeah. Uh, also in that uh, sectional, we had two teams go out in the first round. Uh, we'll start with Goshen. They lost to Penn, 57-25 to uh, Red Hawks. Wrap up the season seven and sixteen uh, was a little bit of a disappointing season to, for them to say the least. They had a lot of young talent, and I know they're trying to mature that young talent. And you know, everyone but Blake Weiss and Isaac Sawatsky comes back next year, uh, so their biggest question next year will be who plays down low. 
But they have all their shooting coming back, all their scoring pretty much coming back. Uh, Drew Hogan, the point guard, obviously, the catalyst behind that. Deacon Hill, Quinn Bechtel, you know, Ryan, Gage Worthman, Gage Worthman, not Ryan Worthman. I don't know why I thought of Ryan Worthman, but Gage Worthman uh, coming he's a back. Baller. What? I said he's a baller. But mm-hmm. like you're saying, like, they have all this, you know, young talent. And they showed it in spurts during the regular season that they could play with anyone if yeah. they play well. Yeah. Like they should have. They, they, they could have beat Northwood. Took Westview so. to the wire. Could have beat Northwood. Right. They had some games down the stretch where they are in the season where they showed, you know, they could. Ha- they beat Concord by one, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, they showed that they could beat these good teams. So, so I'm thinking next year is going to be mm-hmm. a lot better for Wolford and company for sure. Yeah. Something to maybe follow uh, for, that, for them next year. Uh, Hogan is at 862 career points. It's 11th all-time in program history. Uh, probably not going to get to first. John Ritter had his 1,523 career points. So it would take a Herculean effort or a long postseason run for Hogan to probably get first. But if he scores like 400 points next year, that'll put him at uh, 1,262, which would put him third all-time. So he could, he could, he, barring anything unforeseen, he could probably get top five top three scoring in program history by the end of the next year uh if he stays healthy so also fun fact he averaged 16.5 points per game in both this year and last year exactly so he's gonna have to average 18 next year yeah you know he for- played he played <laughs> he played one less game this year and scored 16 less points like he was like literally consistent with what he did last year like pretty much all the numbers like that was kind of a fun little fact looking at max preps uh for that so uh, we'll see. I mean, Hogan, you know, he's the, like I said, he's the catalyst of that team. So he's going to be a senior too. It's he's his last be a senior, year, right? He has he hasn't scored more than 400 points in a season, so this would be uncharted territory for him to get that number. Um, and obviously, again, if something like really special happens, it's going to take a lot of special things happening for him to catch John Ritter, uh, 1969 grad. But he might pass Lloyd Bunk Williams for third all time. Bunk, 1929 grad, Lloyd Bunk Williams. Was that like his nickname, or is yeah. that two last bunk, names? Bunk, air quotes, Williams. 1929 grad. Why did everyone have these weird nicknames back in their like, <laughs> teens, 20s, and 30s? Like, I don't, I don't know, understand. Man. I've never met someone from the teens, 20s, and 30s. And why did that go. stop? Like, what stopped? I know. Like, why we could you still, have a, We could still have right, cool nicknames right, right now. Yeah. I would, I'd be down. We'll, we'll think of nicknames for us on debut of next week on the podcast. How about that? So. Okay. I don't know about that That didn't one. sound like a committed I don't no, know okay. about that one, Chief. Okay. Okay, well, I'm the editor, so I'll make the rules. Um, and can't then lastly, force me to do anything. How about that? Strongly recommend you do things. <laughs> uh, Concord, oh, that was loud. Concord also to finish uh, ten and eleven this year, and you know they were now twenty eight to Elkhart uh, in the sec in that sectional game. Rallied to get within eight with two minutes left. It was an amazing comeback. Like if they had completed that, that would have been the craziest thing I've ever seen in a game. Uh, fell short, lost 64 to 52, and Elkhart goes on to win the sectional. So, congratulations to them. But Concord, you know, 10 and 11, they were 1 in 20 last year. So, an amazing turnaround for them. They're going to have guys coming back next year like Zavin Koltukian, Jack, Jack Diarcy, Andres Dixon. Uh, they have a lot of their talent coming back. And uh, you saw them a couple times. I saw them a couple times down the stretch as well. And, you know, that's a team that next year, like with, with about, you know, 70 80 percent of the roster coming back like that could be a team potentially to make some more noise next year mm-hmm. losing Peyton Fish will suck yeah it'll be tough because he's yeah. a, he a great player down low but they, like you said they have other good pieces and a good coach big fan of the coach and I'm also a big fan of the way they fought the second half of the season yeah I mean it was kind of a 
you know, it was kind of funny that that's what they did in the playoff game, mm-hmm. you know, fought back like yeah. that because that's kind of yeah. what they did. It was a microcosm of yeah. the whole season, basically. It's kind of what they did in the second half yeah. of the season. So, yeah. So, yeah, I I think that they could – they got to have a quicker start next year. They can't <laughs> fall behind like they did this season, but but for sure they have some good pieces coming back for where they could have success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, lot, lots to be – lots to like uh, from the teams that didn't maybe advance in the – for uh, a sectional for us, Northridge will be the biggest question mark I think next year of what what's coming back. You, know, you lose Smith and the Stolfus twins; it's going to be tough to replace those guys. Mm-hmm. Not even just for the numbers and the stats they put up, but Carter is like the, was the leader of that team, and Smith was the leader of that team. And you know, when you lose guys like that, too, like how much? What will Northridge be? I guess that's going to be interesting to follow next year. Really, really young. Yeah, they're going to be young, young. That's for sure. How's their JV? Mm-hmm. Is I have JV no idea. Them? I haven't checked JV records. That, mm. So. Uh, let's go to 2A, sectional 35. We kind of hit on Fairfield already. Uh, we don't have to really elaborate more on that. 2-18, and 18, new coach, eminent. So, uh, hopefully they can only can, go up. Yep. Only can only go up. Uh, but the other team in that sectional for us, Westview, lost to Central Noble 57-49. to 49. Uh, The Warriors were in the game for the most part. Central Noble raced out to an 11-2 lead and never really let it, let it get closer than that. I mean, Westview got within three late, but... Uh, they were in control for the most part of the game, but um, Westview, you know, they had a good season for the most part. You know, sixteen and four. They were sixteen and four. Lost the last three though to finish sixteen and seven, and um, they lose, you know, a couple guys, both Miller twins, Luke and Linden. Uh, two Yoders come back, so the Yoders are back. The Millers are gone, and um, it's going to be interesting to the see. Yoders what, though, very good players. Yeah, the Yoders. Yeah, Mason had twenty six in the game against Central Noble. He was he was their offense. And Brady Yoder also very good. Mason's just gonna be a senior. Brady will be a junior next year. So yeah, they had an interesting season. Um you know, and I, and then of course Central Noble lost to Churubusco in the semifinal. So go figure. And Busco beat Eastside to win the final. Um so you know that that sectional land is always tough in the last two years. It feels like Busco has kind of prevailed. They've won it the last two seasons and um, it's tough for Central Noble, yeah, to go. You know, only lose one game all season, and then in the sectional semis, it's over. That's tough for sure. But yeah. Churubusco is a great team, like you said. So yeah, so Busco, you know, got the benefit of the draw two seasons ago. They got the benefit of the draw this season too, and they capitalized on it. You know, for the most part. So they, you know, kudos to them. But again, Westview. You know, with that Bentley, you know, this will be a second. He'll finally have, like, a, a normal offseason, hopefully, uh, to kind of install the program even more. Uh, you know, I'm never going to count them out. At Bentley will get them ready to go for everything. But I just, mm-hmm. you know, with Mason and Brady coming back, they should be okay. But, you know, how you're going to replace those Millers. And, and uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see what they are next year. Them and, them and Northridge, you know, will be really interesting to kind of follow, see what they look like. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been, in my three years here, they've been, like, the consistently good, like, teams. You know, they've been winning sectionals, regionals, things like that. So, you know, they might not be the two best teams next year. It's going to be weird for me. I'm not gonna sure how to react to that. So Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm sure they have pretty decent talent, you know, on their JV teams that mm-hmm. they can bring up. And they got players, role players, that I'm sure are going to make it step forward. Mm-hmm. Next season, so yeah, and then lastly, in 1A, uh, before we get to Northwood, lastly, in 1A, sectional 51, Bethany Christian 
fell to Elkhart Christian, uh, 70 to 61 in overtime. Uh, Bruins took a lead with like 30 seconds left. I think Beck Williams hit a shot mm-hmm. with 30 seconds left, and then Elkhart tied it with three seconds left to force overtime. And then the the Eagles ran away with it, kind of in overtime there. Uh, kind of an, an odd year for Bethany. You know, they got to 10 wins, and that was the first time they had done that in nearly a decade. But kind of struggled down the stretch and didn't maybe finish the way they could have or should have potentially. And uh, Fremont ended up beating Elkhart Christian the next night in that sectional final by like 30. So, you know. Fremont was Fremont was probably going to win that sectional regardless. They were on a roll. They yeah. Roll, but, so. but Bethany, again, they're a similar boat um, to like Concord where they got some guys coming back like Beck Willems, Tyson Chupp. So they're going to have some players back next year where they could – Potentially, you know, maybe they enter that season as the favorites in that sectional. Who knows, you know, so. I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, great insight as always from Evan Lee Peck over there. Um, some, things, <laughs> some things I don't have to. You don't have to add much more. You know, yeah. add much more to you, so. Yeah. All right, let's talk about 3A sectional 21. We had four teams in this one, so we were pretty much guaranteed a winner, and we got one, so yay. Um, Northwood prevailed over West Noble 46-40 in the final, and Man, I'm going to tell you, man, four really darn good basketball games played at this sectional, man. Wallasey beat Tippy Valley on Tuesday, which you were at, but five-point game. It was tied late. Uh, that was a fun game. Yeah. Definitely. West Noble and Lakeland in the semifinal was a fantastic game. And Northwood and Wallasey in the semifinal was an entertaining game as well. And then it capped off by the final on Saturday night. Uh, you were there. We were You were there on Tuesday, but we were both there Saturday night. Uh, for the Panthers, their 10th sectional championship in program history, second in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could tell it meant a lot to them to win this one, just given all the obstacles they had to overcome this season with COVID and, you know, not not to mention, like, injuries and just general, you know, grind of a season. And uh, the Panthers, man, they looked rough about a month ago. Yep. But they have won six in a row now since then, and they are – Onto the regionals. So, what were you, some of your thoughts from that game on Saturday? Because it, it was a barn burner. I thought it was a great game. The sectional championship. It felt like we're talking about forty nine other states. Yeah, and the sectional championship. Man, it was a great game. Yeah, it was awesome. Obviously, I took pictures. Really enjoyed the atmosphere. Both student sections were rocking. Both teams played really well. I thought not a lot of mistakes on the court. Both defenses, obviously, you only know, scored in forty points, so both defenses were on. But yeah, I really. Really enjoyed the game. It was close throughout. I really thought, obviously, I picked West Noble to win. You know, we, that was the one thing we yeah we disagreed on. I just just missed. We, so. we both went two and two in our predictions. I was so. one and three. I'll be honest. I, I went two and three. two. Yeah, you went one and three. Sorry, unfortunately, I forgot so. that you were wrong. But yeah, again. but uh, Northwood's a little spurt in the beginning of the second half when they went up by like six, five or six yeah. points. Yeah, that you know you could kind of tell like the wind was out of the sails of West Noble yeah. a little bit. Yeah. They they fought back and stayed within the game, but after that it just just seemed like Northwood had it. Mm-hmm. So and they really controlled. They had ball control at the end of the game. They they slowed it down. Really didn't give West Noble a lot of chances on the offensive side. And when West Noble had chances on the offensive side late, they didn't capitalize when they yeah. needed to. And that was really the difference. Yeah, so. foul trouble kind of doomed both teams. So it's specifically West Noble there. Best player on the court probably Saturday night was Adam Beers or Zach Beers, excuse me, Zach Beers, and uh, he he was in uh, he was in some foul trouble and he fouled out late in that game and then that ended up leading to a, a big rebound from Northwood helping them kind of secure the win. Um, so one a couple of things from the from some of the teams that you know lost Lakeland, you know they finished the season nine and fourteen, but Braden Bontrager 
Got to 24 points in that game against West Oval. 1,665 for his career. He graduates as the all-time leading scorer in school history, regardless of gender, by one point over Bailey Hartso, who is you know their classmate. So that was, uh, and he broke it on a free throw. So broke the record on a free throw. So uh, Wallace, 12 and 12. Uh, they'll have Keaton Dukes coming back next year, who's been a stud. He scored. I believe he had 24, 25 against Northwood 26, on Friday night, 26. 26 he was yep. he was a beast, man. He started really coming on the last month or so of the season for sure. Uh, he had a good game against Westview as well that you were at in the regular season. Uh, that's a guy who's going to be a force. If they can yeah. develop the guys around him a little bit more, man, they, they could easily win that sectional next year. I think uh, they'll be better next but year. Also, but also, too, Northwood. Northwood only has one senior, Ben Vincent, graduating. And West Opal only has two seniors that are graduating. So Brockton Miller uh, was the primary senior, and, and then Hayden Kilgore uh, as well. So, I mean, that's an inc- like Wallace, West Noble, Northwood are all returning their best players for sure, mm-hmm. and a lot of other players around them are coming back too. So like this is a sectional next year. It was pretty competitive this year. It might be competitive and good next year. Like. Fifteen plus wins for each team potentially. Yeah, those so two, those three teams are going to be battling it out for yeah. sure. Lakeland, season. Lakeland kind of loses all of their scoring. Obviously, Bontrager and Mason Douglas graduating too. So they started five seniors on Friday. Friday, Lakeland did. So their whole starting lineup from that game will be graduated. So um, it's going to be tough. a tough, going to be a tough, maybe a tough year next year for them. Uh, but they'll, I, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And I, I have no idea what Tippie Valley is next year. So. That's okay. We don't cover them. We don't have to necessarily worry about them. So, uh, so yeah, Northwood now, they get to play Newcastle, who upset a couple 17-win teams to win their home sectional down there. Uh, Newcastle beat Delta on Friday night and then Hamilton Heights on Saturday. So it will be the 15-8 and Northwood Panthers against the 9-15 and Newcastle Trojans in the Newcastle Regional Semifinal at 10 a.m., Saturday at the historic Newcastle High School, the biggest gym, high school gym in the country. So You know, I read a story actually the other day about how like a couple years ago they resized all these Indiana gyms and like redid the uh, rankings and Newcastle like fell to third according to this guy. So that's just one source. But I'm going to go with it being the largest high school gym in Indiana still. Because that's what you said and because that's where we're going. I actually think you are right. But, like, everyone just told me from my whole time here that Newcastle is the biggest. So I've just ran with it. It's one of the biggest gyms in the country. Uh, You know, it's it's similar to Northside Gym. A little bigger than Northside Gym, though. So I've seen it. I've I've seen pictures. And I'm pretty excited about heading there on Saturday for sure. Should be a fun game. Uh, and the other semifinal in that regional is Leo and Mississinawa. Uh, Mississinawa has won; they won their first sectional championship since 1954 on Saturday night. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. For uh, Leo was ranked number four in the final Class Three a- AP poll. So on paper, they are the quote-unquote favorite. Uh, but for me personally, just looking at these teams, it feels like a pretty wide-open regional. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if any four of those teams ended up cutting down the nets Saturday night at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So. I would agree with that, especially with the way Newcastle's coming on and with mm-hmm. their bringing back, bringing back a player to their 
lineup that they haven't had for a while because he was yeah. nursing an ankle injury from football. Yeah. So. Yep. William Greaser and yep. his father, Matt Greaser, played at Goshen High School back in the day. So, fun fact. Uh, so, you might be wondering, listeners at home, how did Newcastle win this sectional championship as a 9-15 and team? Well, we might have the answers for you. We actually talked to the Star Press's Robbie General. He has been covering the area for about two years now, and he has seen Newcastle play about five or six games this year, probably similar to the amount of games we've seen Northwood this year. I'd say we've probably seen eight or ten Northwood games, give or take, combined. Mm-hmm. Um, he was down – he covered the Newcastle-Delta game, the semifinal Friday, and obviously followed the sectional final on Saturday night. And uh, he was gracious enough to give us some time and give us some insight on Newcastle and uh, what we might expect from the Trojans. So uh, here it is. Here's our interview with the Star Press's Robbie General. And we are now joined by Robbie General. He is a sports reporter at the Star Press based in Muncie, Indiana, and he covers Newcastle kind of uh, like how we cover Northwood. You know, they're one of the coverage area teams for us. So, uh, Robbie, we really appreciate you taking some time today to chat with us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Yeah, we thought it would be kind of cool to get a perspective of a journalist down there who has kind of seen the Trojans play this season a couple times. And uh, Newcastle, a surprise sectional champion, to say the least, beating 17-win Delta and 17-win Hamilton Heights. Uh, to win the sectional, the Newcastle is now 9-15. and 15. And, Rob, I know you were there for the Delta game in the semifinals, and uh, you were obviously following the sectional final against Hamilton Heights. How did Newcastle pull this off, a 9-15 and 15 team in the regionals now? Yeah, you know, this is um, – Newcastle's had such a weird year where, um, obviously, um, well, I, I don't know how many of your readers know, but Will Greaser is a senior down there for them, and, He's also the starting quarterback, or was the starting quarterback on the football team. And uh, he played, I mean, the sectional championship was just his seventh game. So um, he, he had broken his, his ankle during the end of the football season and, and took a few months to try to get back. And uh, I tell you what, with him on the court, um, they just look like a completely different team. Like, it's such a cliche to say throw records out the window. <laughs> um, but, I mean, in, in this case, it was true for Newcastle, you know. Um, against that, it, uh, when they came out against Delta, you know, I figured it was going to be a close game. It, I mean, it just, it's one of those rivalry games with Delta and Newcastle where it's always exciting, it's always close. Um, and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, realistically, uh, and I, I haven't watched Hamilton Heights game yet, but um, they just flustered Delta like I've never seen Delta fluster before. Um, that's a really good Delta team, really well coached. Um, but I think in the second half, there were four different times where they airballed uh, Delta did. And, uh, yeah, Newcastle just flustered them, and, and they're, they're getting hot at the right time. So Great. Perfect for our Northwood Panthers up here. I'm sure they're really thrilled by that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What elements does a greaser bring to the court that makes such a difference, you know, compared to when they didn't have them? Yeah, I think he's just uh, – he, he just brings, like, calmness. You know, he's one of those guys – he doesn't – he doesn't say a lot of words. He doesn't get, um, like, super amped on the court, but he just kind of calms everyone down. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's such an intangible thing just being a leader. He's, he's obviously not um, – I think in this little sectional run they've had, I think he's been right around 10 points per game. So not a huge score, but rebounding, he just finds a way to get in there. He's not the biggest guy, but finds a way to get offensive 
um, rebounds at a higher clip than anyone else on the team, and assist-wise. I mean, he can just he just has that vision. I'm not sure if that's from him being a quarterback on the football field. He, he <laughs> just has a vision to, to find different guys. Um, yeah, I, I think there was a game where he had 10-plus assists this year, and, and that's, that's just not something you normally see. So he kind of just I, – I think he's really the glue that held everything together. Um, and Newcastle, throughout the year, they, they kind of – before Freezer came back, I mean, they had – really good games where they looked like they were kind of coming together as a team, and then they had really bad games where, where everything just fell apart. So, um, yeah, I think Reeser's just kind of been that glue for them um, um, to lead them to a sectional championship when I don't think a lot of people thought they'd be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they ended up losing like seven in a row, I think, at one point this year, like right kind of near the end of the season before they got a win at the end of the regular season to kind of salvage it a little bit. So they weren't even like coming into the tournament playing well. They were they were kind of rough. So did that even surprise you even more, given that they had lost like seven in a row, essentially, going into the tournament, that they ended up rallying and winning that sectional? Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, I think uh, their whole mantra right now is, you know, they're, they're, they 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 bought into that underdog role. But I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're they're the regular season was just so weird for them. You know, they open up the year with a five point loss to Garen Catholic, who's a really good three A team, um, and then I played really well against New Pal, and then and then lost some bad games there. Um, but yeah, towards the end, you know, I, they were and honestly, they were one of the teams where I was just like, you know, I. Especially after the draw, I'm like, that's great that they got the bye, but you know, trying trying to beat Delta is not going to be easy. Um, they hadn't done it for a few years, and then I was like, Hamilton Heights. I don't know if there's a way for them to to limit Gus Etchison, but you know, lo and behold, they found a way. I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, clicked. I don't know if it was just Greaser kind of getting back in the swing of things, and and they they were starting to figure things out, um, or what it was. But man, they just they look night and day like a whole different basketball team right now. Cool. Again, cool. Great. <laughs> so I'm sure Northwood is thrilled by that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So obviously we know that the Newcastle Gymnasium is the largest in the country, high school gymnasium, we should say. And they played the sectionals there, and now they're going to play the regionals there. Um, how much? How much do you think that helps being able to play at the home gym, home crowd? Has that? Did that help at all in the sectional? You think? And how much is that going to help in the regional as well? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's huge for them. Um, and and you hear so many times when um, teams are playing at gyms that they they haven't played at before. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's just something different. Um, and Newcastle right now, they just have that comfortability factor. Um, and I think another thing that's really helped them is they really feed off of that crowd. Um, and and unless you've been in Newcastle, it's just such a different environment where um, I'm not sure a lot of teams are used to it. You know, Hamilton Heights only plays there during the sectional every year, and Delta plays there every other year. But um, I, I, I think, uh, I think yeah, I think home court advantage is, is absolutely huge. And um, with the sectional attend- or the attendance numbers coming up um, as COVID numbers around the state are kind of dropping, um, yeah, I think that's played a huge, huge factor um, in the fact that, you know, <laughs> they, they can get as many of their students out there as they, as they can possibly fit because um, it's right down the road. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the home court advantage played a huge role, um, mm-hmm. just just being comfortable there for them. Mm-hmm. And an element of that that will come into play definitely on Saturday is the fact, you know, Northwood, we are 
two and a half, two hours, 45 minutes-ish away from Newcastle. This is not really regional uh, in that sense. So, uh, And you're playing the 10 a.m. Saturday game. You know, it's going to be interesting. Northwood, at least from uh, from my perspective, they always travel well. Great fan support everywhere they go. Uh, but a 10 a.m. game, almost three-hour drive away, like that should be a big advantage for Newcastle, right? I mean, that has to be a, a huge advantage for them. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's tough. I think uh... – I mean, and any team, I, it doesn't matter if you're, you're home or away, that 10 a.m. game is such a weird <laughs> time, you know, where, where I mean, you, you just don't play that during the regular season. You, right. You, you, I mean, most teams only play night games. I mean, sometimes you get those midday games, but even then, those are normally like 12, 1 or 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the issue with Northwood. Um, I, I think, I mean, for, for Newcastle's perspective, I think they're going to have to come out and, and take advantage of that, you know, take uh, uh, presumably – slow start maybe for Northwood as they try to get their feet under them. Um, but I, I think playing in the regional, you know, it, it's going to be early, but I think both sides are going to be pretty amped up. The crowd should be really good. The crowd was really good this past week, um, and I, I don't expect anything less. I mean, if you're saying Northwood travels well, you know, that's going to be a pretty raucous environment. Um, and I, I like what they've done there, too, at the gym. They kind of split it in half down the middle, so you have really one side versus the other. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird early game, but I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we talked a little bit about William Greaser. Um, his father actually played uh, at Goshen High School up here, so that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> who who other than Will Greaser though should uh, Northwood fans be looking out for uh, when it comes to Newcastle and what they do? Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I think um, one one of the most probably underrated parts of uh, that that people don't really know unless you're watching the game. Um, for Newcastle, it was, it was simply their defense this past week. Um, you know, they had to shut down uh, Brady Hunt from Delta. You know, he, he finished the season with uh, just uh, over 1,400 points. Wow. Um, a guy who averaged about 23 points a game, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere, or 20, I'm trying to see if I can have it here. So it's like, it was right around 20-something points a game. Um, and they shut him down to 13. Um, and then, obviously, you have Gus Etchison come in in Hamilton Heights. Um, a guy averaging 30 points a game, Jesus. and they helped him to 15. Um, I think the first quarter he didn't score at all. Um, <laughs> so their defense has been locked in, and and they have not. And normally, I think what has thrown them off is they, they some of their big guys get into foul trouble. And I don't know what it was this past week, but they've been playing really well defensively and avoiding that foul trouble, which uh, you know that that's that's absolutely huge for them. So they find a way um, to to. to and it's always different guys, too, which is so interesting. They, they, they just find a way to shut down um, the big contributors on the other side, and, and they do enough defensively um, to get the ball in the hands of, of guys like Cole McDaniel, who can drop 30 points a night, or Trey Miller, who's really good from the outside. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Evan, you got anything else you want to ask Robbie uh, about, I don't know, life? Um, you can ask about life? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You want to <laughs> So, no, but uh... – Honestly, I'm just curious, like, what what does Northwood, you know, have to do maybe on the offensive side of the ball to have success against Newcastle? Because you just said so much about how their defense has been really locked in. What is Northwood going to have to do offensively to have success on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's going to come down just to, um, again, trying to avoid that slow start. You know, I think if they could start out strong, um, try to get Newcastle on their <clears throat> Excuse me. Try to get Newcastle on their heels a little bit. Um, maybe that can cause some issues. But um, but yeah, yeah. I think it's just it's just going to be coming down to 
to figuring out how to how to travel and and and, and connecting um, on offense. You know, they they have so many skilled guys. Um, maybe try to get some of those guys in foul trouble uh, driving into the paint and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, a lot of what Delta and Hamilton Heights tried to do, just because I mean that's I mean not Delta's game, but especially Hamilton Heights, they like to shoot from the outside a lot. And uh, when that's not working, you know, you kind of get frantic, and then you have to shoot from the outside once you go down. So um, I think it's just going to be coming out strong um, and, and getting in the paint and trying to bring a presence early to that game. Um, and it wouldn't hurt to get a couple guys with a, with a couple fouls early on, too. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you have any, do you have any questions for us about Northwood? Uh, we're, we are willing to answer as much as we know, at least, about the Panthers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, are you guys uh, are you guys planning on, on traveling down, making that long? Oh yes. Oh, we will be there. We will be there. Okay. Both of us will be. Yeah, there. we'll both be there. So team team effort on Saturday morning, man. We're going down Friday night actually, so we will uh, we will be staying somewhere in the area and with some friends, and uh, they are gracious enough to offer their huge house to us. So um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, we're excited. We're excited for the trip, man. Should be fun. So hopefully the yeah, Hall of Fame. Hopefully the Hall of Fame's open, man. That's uh, it's, they're under construction. I need to know if it's open on Saturday. I want to go. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure if they are or not. I guess. Um, I mean, just just for for uh, my perspective. I mean, how is the season? I mean, I mean, like Newcastle is such a weird case where you know they're. I mean, they they did not. Admittedly, they did not look like a sectional championship team. Um, until they were one. Um, I guess. I mean, what does it kind of look like for for Northwood, and, and what's what's kind of the makeup of, of those guys? Yeah, they've they've kind of had an interesting season too. So they only have one senior on the roster, um, Ben wow. Vincent. So they're a bunch of sophomores, juniors, and they actually started the season nine and three, and then lost five in a row and didn't really look competitive in a couple of those games where it was like, okay, like what is going on with Northwood, um, and then. Last, you know, three weeks of the season, they turned it back on and they they won a, uh, three or they won four going into the tournament. So they were 12 or 13 and eight, and then uh, won the two sectional games. Pretty close games. Uh, so they got a lot of guys who were pretty young. They're all going to be coming back next year, minus the one senior. So uh, Brenner for them is a is a big offensive weapon. Ian Rosh is a, another option for them down low. Um, they're pretty talented. They they they're uh, they'll grind you out too. They they probably love the defensive aspect of the uh, Newcastle team. They love. They're not going to really put up you know 70 points there usually. So mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if they got to 70 in two overtimes against Goshen. <laughs> did they? Evan was there. I don't remember if they got to 70 in two overtimes. So they did not. Yeah. So. They're an interesting team, and they were one of those teams where, like, the sectional was pretty wide open, so you felt like, okay, like, if this team figures it out, they should win the sectional, and then they figured it out and won the sectional. So that's how it worked out. So that's just my perspective, at least. Evan, do you agree with that? That's the perspective I've got, and you pretty much hit it on the head. (laughs) Sorry. I don't want to make you feel left out over here, Evan. I don't want you to... No. You know, you can offer your insight as well to Robbie. So you offered all the insight that I would have offered. So that's, mm-hmm. that's perfect. Cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. So awesome. Well, Robbie, we really appreciate you jumping on and talking to us today about uh, Newcastle. Uh, we're very excited to uh, be going down there on Saturday morning, bright and early, and uh, maybe we'll see you down there? Question mark. Uh, catching the catching the Trojans and the Panthers. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... 
I mean, I, I'm hoping one of us will be there. This was kind of a weird week uh, where we also got two teams uh, in Wapani and Blackbird playing at Lapel at, the, in, at 10 a.m. So I might be at that one, um, and my, my colleague, Jordan, might be at the other one, um, depending on how far Ball State makes in the tournament. <laughs> don't, the, uh, don't break our heart. So. Don't break our heart, Robbie. We were really, really looking forward to meeting you, man. So. <laughs> okay. Well, if you guys uh, also, if you guys have a cloning machine um, that I could, like, Clone myself twice over and, and send myself to all three regional sites. Yeah, yeah, that could work. We'll look into it. We'll do some research. So, <laughs> awesome, Robbie. Well, again, thank you for coming on and uh, really enjoyed your insight. And then should be a fun, pretty wide open regional down there. I would say four teams. None of them are overly dominant per se. Leo and Mississinawa on the other side. So. Uh, I think it could be a pretty wide open regional, which you don't see a ton sometimes. So it's very exciting. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes in the regional you kind of get those. Uh, I mean, sometimes some sectionals are so competitive, uh, like some of those indie sectionals, and then once they get out of those, it's just kind of they just kind of roll as far as they can. So yeah, um, yeah, I think the first one is going to be a, a an early game. I'm I'm anticipating a kind of grinded out defensive game. You know, maybe a, maybe 40 points on on both sides or right around there. That should be a lot of fun. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Rob. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we look forward to talking to you maybe again in the future sometime. So, all right, um, sounds good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and this has been another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We want to thank Robbie General for coming on again. Uh, we'll be back next week to maybe recap some North. We'll, we'll, re- we'll be able re- we will recap Northwood <laughs> some way, shape, or form. Whether they win or lose, we will recap Northwood's weekend in Newcastle. Maybe I'll learn how to speak by then as well. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we'll we'll be back next week.